Former SABC General Manager for Labor Relations, Madi Wengkosi, told the inquiry that there was a trend in the SABC to suspend executives and senior managers for long periods without proper charges and investigations. Nkosi claimed that the State Security Agency investigated former SABC Group Executive for Risk and Governance, Itani Tseisi. I understood he was not the only one who was suspended for having allegedly leaked the information. Then I got to learn that actually the people that were doing the investigation were the state security agency. ANC member of the Edo Committee, Petri Chauke, said the alleged involvement of the state security agency at the SABC was not acceptable. Chauke said Minister David Masoba may have to be called in to give an explanation. The state security gets involved in issues of human resource than to deal with the serious issues of security of the country, by the way, because SABC is about the country. It's a worrying factor, Chair, and it needs to be noted. It needs to be noted at some point the Minister of State Security will have to explain this thing, Chair, because anyone can stand there in the SABC now as we speak and say I'm declaring a queen in the country, I'm taking over as the president of the country because of the kind of people that we have there that are not known. Nkosi also revealed how irregular appointments are some of the things that contribute to instability and unhappiness among the staff at the SABC. There have been instances where unions are not happy because they are asking about these executive either bonuses or dismissals or appointments uh, that seemed to be irregular. Oh, so, so those things would, 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 would play a role in, in terms of the instability um, within labor, because they, especially when the annual reports are out, to say, we need you to account and tell us you know, why this is happening and why this is not happening. When he had his turn to testify, former group executive for human resources Jabulani Mabaso told the inquiry that the appointment of Saudi Motsweneng as permanent COO was not in line with SABC policy. At the time Mabaso was testifying, the High Court in Cape Town was busy delivering judgment, declaring the appointment of Saudi Motsweneng as Group Executive of Corporate Affairs irrational and unlawful. Evidence leader Ntutu Zelo Vanara questioned Mabaso on the COO position. Was the appointment of Motsweneng as a permanent COO consistent with the policies of the SABC? No, it wasn't consistent with the policies of the SAPC. And as I indicated, I mean, some of some of the times it it it, it happens at the at the behest of a of of a of a line manager that that they now making a person a permanent person, and that that was the reason why the recruit the recruitment pro- policy was being reviewed, and very seriously so. And so in this case, there wasn't any. SABC's former group executive of technology, Sipo Masinga, gave an account about the Gupta-owned TNA proposal with the intention to take over SABC News. He was quizzed by Vanara. But I'd like us to go at the bottom of page two of your statement. You're discussing the meeting you had with Nazim Rowa of TNA Media. Yes. If you could just uh, give the committee the details around that meeting and what this TNA media means. Uh, the TNA media is a parent company for ANN7 uh, now. Before the launch of the ANN7, 
there was a meeting to um, try and bring a contract to take over SABC News and rebrand it. Um, obviously, the TNA company was going to manage it. The SABC was going to supply the staff and the buildings. They were not going to pay any rent. They were going to collect all the advertising revenue. So I knew it wasn't going to fly from the start. Pilei Kalata Mvoko and Kubule testified on behalf of all eight journalists, one of the four on whose behalf they were testifying is RSG executive producer Futa Kricha. Krivani Pillay recounted how Kricha challenged Mutsuneng to provide evidence that the broadcasting of violent protest was a catalyst for more destruction of property. And this was Mr. Mutsuneng's reply, and I quote, You must defend the organization. No journalist is independent. The COO has final responsibility of news. If if people do not dare get rid of them, we cannot have people who question management. Now, what really surprised us was the response we got from Mr. Jimmy Matthews. He said, it's cold outside. If you do not like it, you can go. You've got two choices, the door or the window. On the other hand, SABC Economics editor Tande Katkubule told the inquiry that journalists who were reporting to her in the Auckland Park newsroom were frustrated about the decisions not to be able to cover violent protest that took place in Pretoria in the run-up to the local government elections. On the day that um, I so pleaded with the head of news to allow our journalists who were actually shouting at me in the newsroom to do their jobs as the capital city was burning, people needed to know whether to send their kids to school that day. They needed to know which routes to take into the city. They needed to know where they could fetch water in the context. So um, we were not allowed to, 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 to cover this as we should as journalists and provide the public service. Kubule also fingered Communications Minister Faith Mutambi in the troubles of the SABC. Contrary to the requirements of the Broadcasting Act, which limit ministerial interference and directives, there has been more involvement of the Minister of Communications in the operations of the SABC. This was further cemented with the replacement of the SABC's Articles of of Association with a Memorandum of Incorporation. During his testimony, SABC parliamentary journalist Lucanio Galata gave an account of how he allegedly had his first experience of censorship imposed on him by Jimmy Matthews during the State of the Nation address in 2014. He also explained why he wrote an article to criticize the SABC in the media on the day when Jimmy Matthews resigned publicly on Twitter. On the day when he actually resigned. I f- it, w- it was the day when I then uh, uh, issued the statement that I did criticizing the SABC. I had felt that Mr. Matthews had let us down. You know, he, he really had because it was wrong of him to first resign and then come and, and say what he needed to say and said what was happening at the SABC is wrong. Why couldn't he say that stuff when he was inside? You know, I thought it was, let me not go there. But... No, I thought it was cowardly. SABC freelance journalist William Foko gave an account of how Mutsuning allegedly undermined some of his news managers by even demoting them if they don't tow his line. Mvoko says this happened after a workshop that took place at the Val in the run-up to the local government elections. A few things happened there. One of them was uh, people asking questions. Among the questions, for instance, the question that I asked was how he was treating 
our bosses. We had also invited a seasoned journalist who is all, was also like an executive director at SANEF, but also someone who had worked at the SABC as the deputy head of news to give us an outsider's look of, or, or, or sort of appraisal of what we were doing. Because of all those things, the next day it was a bloodbath. The three people who were acting in positions above those of theirs, Notando Maseko, Nyana Molite, and uh, no, I think just Sibulelo, not sure, were all taken back to their position. He walked in the next morning very angry that such things could happen. The inquiry will continue with more witnesses expected to testify. Former non-executive board member Bongani Kumalo will be the first witness this morning. The other witnesses are SABC Company Secretary Teresa Heldenes and former Head of Procurement Madoda Shushu. SABC Board Chairperson Mbulaini Magube is expected to testify this afternoon. He has been summoned to appear before the Edo Committee. Earlier in the Edo Committee meeting, members heard that the SABC wants to lead evidence on Thursday and to cross-examine all the witnesses who were testifying in the parliamentary inquiry. The letter was received from Nube Incorporation attorneys saying it is in the interest of fairness and impartiality. Smith outlines what their demands are. The third point that they raise, honorable members, is that on Thursday the 15th of December 2016, the SAPC shall lead evidence and cross-examine all the witnesses called by the ADA committee throughout the inquiry with the exception of the public protector, ICASA, and the Auditor General. For those three, they will just comment. But every other witness that has been called, they shall, on the 15th, lead and cross-examine. Honorable members, my own view is that Section 57 of the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, also Rule 167 of the Rules of Parliament, state that the National Assembly and its committees, we will determine and we will control our internal working. The Edo Committee still has to take a decision on whether to decline or accede to the SABC legal team's request.